Well, hello. Hello, Justine. Hello, Billy. So let me ask you to introduce yourself, Mm -hmm. if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, First of all, thanks for having me here on your amazing podcast. Inaugural podcast. Uh, Yeah, that's (laughs) That's great. First one. (laughs) Well, cool. But thank you very much. Uh, I'm Billy Mello. I'm a sound designer, musical producer, DJ, and everything audio related guy. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for like 27 years. Oh my god! And yeah, it's been a while. And uh, recently, like three years from now, I graduated in uh, audio for video games in Berkeley College of Music. Oh wow! In the US. And then I started working, of course, if you start working with video games, you get interested into VR. And then I started working with VR audio. That's what I've been doing now here in Berlin. Oh, great. And which company is that? Uh, my company is called Lucha Libre Audio. We have three studios, one in Berlin, one in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and another one in Los Angeles. So we do audio in general, as I do, as I've been doing for a forever but uh advertising and everything but the vr audio is always focused here in berlin well terrific well thank you and welcome thank you uh, let's see what kind of questions we have prepared for you oh <laughs> because all right mm. can you develop further your idea like what you think about placing music in space yeah this is really important because when we uh work with regular audio like movies or music and everything it's always linear it's yes. time uh, based uh, and yeah it's basically based on time and then you listen to linear audio when you when you shift it to games or and to vr it's a different perception so it's also based on time of course because you have the duration of things but it's also placement which is a totally different approach, totally different concept, and a totally different way of doing this. Because mm-hmm. uh, when you do spatial audio, you have to really think about the space and what the space represents to you and what you can do uh, to achieve the best audio inside that space. So this is a really tricky uh, and interesting uh, way of working with audio. Can you give me an example of, uh, of something that maybe the right ear might hear easily or the left ear are there differences there because i know like for example if people are walking behind you it's harder to hear is there some other little factoid no that the the thing is uh since we don't have uh ear lids like we have eyelids Mm -hmm. we cannot shut down our ears so we listen to things 24 hours a day seven days a week Mm -hmm. and uh but our brains kind of our brain uh, kind of uh cut out the non-important things like okay we're here in a calm environment we don't have to worry about somebody walking around us because we are safe here so So the film it's it's like a filter rather there's our brain filters although we are hearing the footsteps of people coming in and everything uh the, the brain say yeah it's not important so cut it out so uh but yeah that's the, the, the main important thing is to make the audio work in a way that your brain perceives this in a, perceives this in an important uh, and something that makes sense for you inside the vr so uh there's one also uh, another concept called uh, head related transfer function okay. which is hrtf is the 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 the, okay. the the name for this, which is the difference of the sound coming to your left ear, then to your right ear when you hear something on your left, and then from the right ear uh, to the left ear when you hear something on your right. So it, your brain perceives this as mil, uh, milliseconds, uh, the difference, difference because of the the, the the distance between the ears. But your brain perceives as something happening on your right, on your left, on behind, and on front. So uh, this is something evolutionary, and it really helps. 
you to understand how to work with uh, audio in VR uh, environments. So we're a little bit like Barnells. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. All exactly. Right. I think the, the, this is the main idea. All right. Well, good. And what is the added value then of six degrees of freedom in your musical work and songs? Yeah, it's good because uh, when we listen to songs, we go to Spotify or you listen to music on YouTube. It's just a linear audio. Mm -hmm. Stereo, you can have uh, yeah something on the left, something on the on the right, but it's always linear. And uh, when you have six degrees of freedom in hearing and in, uh, on walking around the space, it's really cool because you can separate the whole song in the six degrees of freedom we have. So you can put the voice in front of you, the drums behind you, the I don't know the keyboards are up uh, up left, and you can really separate the sound. And it's such a different and interesting perspective of listening to music because when you listen to the regular linear stereo music, you mainly focus on uh, vocals and something that is happening right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Of course, you, you get the rhythm and, and everything, but the, the main focus of you is the voice and the soils and everything happening there. But when you split it into six degrees of freedom in, in audio, you can actually, okay, I'm just going to go there to that corner. I'm just going to listen to the percussion. And then you keep on listening to the percussion. And it's really interesting to have this different approach of music, which uh, gives a new perspective. And you can listen to the music 100 times, and the 100 times will be different because you go near to one, one instrument, to the other instrument. You can move around each instrument. So it's really interesting to do this. That is interesting because traditionally, if you've grown up with speakers, you know, just the right and the left, that's your sound. And now yeah. you're really getting this immersive effect as totally. the big word in, in VR, immersive. I don't know if you've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it some, somewhere, I don't know where. Yeah. So in terms of like mastering uh, a soundtrack, is there any difference spatially in 360 video or 360 gaming that you have to think about? Yeah, for sure. If you master uh, regular audio, you have the proper mastering tools and everything. But if you master for 360 videos, you have to... Uh, to work with loud, uh, loudness, which is a different uh, way of mixing and having the proper way of mm -hmm. uh, arranging the sounds, which is a, a totally different concept. It's based on TV, but it also works very well on 360 videos. And if you're mastering for games, it's a totally different perspective also. Because the thing is, uh, we don't quite know, but um, if you have a game, a regular game, 2D game, and a TV or a movie... You expect music on that. Right. You actually expect music to happen there. But in virtual reality, we are kind of in between the game and the movie and the real life. In real, in real life, you don't have like, oh, I'm so happy today, and then the orchestra starts playing. It doesn't happen. It'd be so great. It would be amazing. Like if if if, if, the, the music. if your life, yeah, if your life would have soundtrack, it would be amazing. But unfortunately, not so. So we have to have a, a real balance between the real life. And the music, game, movie thing in VR, and it's okay. uh, so the mastering. Uh, the mastering is different. If you do something in games, you have to rely on resonance or Oculus or whatever SDK you want to use in audio. If you're uh, doing 360 videos, you have to rely on loudness, but specifically for Facebook or whatever. So it's totally different approach. No, oh, that's very interesting. Are there any kind of plugins or musical software or things that you recommend or yeah. use that you love? Yeah, uh, what I've been working a lot uh, in terms of, uh, of 360 videos, I use Reaper, which is a free uh, DAW. Yeah, it's 
Really? Reaper.fm. You go there and download it. It's the... F- it's a Pro Tools with lasers, actually. It's Pro Tools is too expensive and Reaper is free. And you have all this coding thing. You can do really fun stuff in Reaper, which is kind of amazing to work with. And uh, inside Reaper, uh, I generally use uh, the Facebook Specializer Audio. And I use Blue Repo or I use Sphere, depending on what the project is. If it's music, it's Sphere. If it's something that really relies on reverberation, I use the Blue Repo. And if it's something to be really fast and I have already something uh, that came to me in MBC, Sonics, I use the Facebook. That's terrific. And in games, Unity, that's what I'm used Mm -hmm. to, you work with, uh, with the Google Resonance uh, audio. Okay. Because I've tested with SteamVR, it's kind of okay, but Google Resonance delivers for all platforms you want to. Is there a difference from the different, like, um, headsets in terms of... Yeah, for sure. If you deliver a 360 video, you have to deliver it for YouTube, for Facebook, for Samsung Gear, for Oculus, for Vive, and for everybody else. And if you deliver a game in Unity, you have to make it for Mac, for PC, for Steam, for Samsung, uh, mobile, whatever. And so does that mean you have to know 12 different ways of doing sound? There are 12 different... No, actually, some some things are kind of different in, in, in delivery because you have the space problem specific, specifically for audio, uh, for, for, for games. Because mm-hmm. you have, like, if you do something for Vive or Steam, you can have lots of space for delivering everything, the quality and everything. But if you're doing for something mobile, you have to think uh, smaller. So you have to manage these issues also. And there are ways to deliver specifically for each one of the platforms. Wow. So there's a lot of conceiving of space before you even begin. Sure, that's really important. Okay, do you any see any differences in the spatial audio workflow and the spatial audio acceptance between Brazilian agencies and European agencies, and I'll throw in American agencies too? Uh, uh, I think that uh, not not actually, because we're, we're such in, uh, in an open space right now, we're such in an open environment right now, because uh, we want experiences, yeah? I think that the main thing of delivering 360 videos or games or whatever is to have a cool experience. Yeah. So uh, Brazilians think of a cool experience as something, I don't know, more adrenaline related. Mm-hmm. And maybe cool experiences here in Europe are more like, I don't know, uh, intellectually related. That, that's, uh, uh, this is my, on my vision. What, what I've been working with is like, here in Europe, in Europe, I'm doing much more uh, intellectually driven uh, um, experiences, like in 360 videos and in games. Like you have to really think about and really uh, to give you some uh, new content. And for Brazil, we actually deliver some uh, fun experiences. Something like uh, I made uh, just deliver a Heineken experience now, which is uh, Formula One uh, running through the streets in Rio de Janeiro, right next to the beach. And it's really amazing. We had a camera in the Formula One, and Felipe Massa and uh, Rubens Barrichello were, were, dri- were driving the, the, the car. And they want this adrenaline. They want, oh, wow, wow, how does it feel to be on a Formula One car? That's the experience. And here uh, in Europe, I delivered a, one uh, experience for uh, kids that need to be managed by the government because they have some uh, problems in. Uh, at home, so you know the the, the balance is quite uh, different. And uh, but in the end, they're all experiences. They're all f- uh, interesting stuff to learn and to see and to take you apart from your regular, uh, normal view of life. 
Well, that's fantastic. And on that note, what a great note to end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that the, the, main, the main idea of VR is this. It's taking you out of your regular space and putting you know, somewhere, somewhere different. Yeah, Yeah, but, it, but, there, but there's tendencies, right? There's cultural mm, tendencies. Sure, and and, sure. and mm. you address that. But mm-hmm. they're still open to us. That's the great thing about a global platform. Yeah, for sure. That's we can a try point. the Brazilian or we can try the uh, Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it doesn't, it doesn't uh, take off that maybe Brazilians want some intellectual stuff and maybe the European wants some fun stuff. Yeah, it's totally open. But what I've been working with is that what, what happened. Well, uh, you're just seeing patterns or patterns yeah. emerge or something like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much, Billy. Thank I appreciate you, you doing this inaugural one. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>